Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. I'm in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California, and today's guest is Tom Halgren. He's actually pretty close to me. He's in South Los Angeles in Santa Ana, correct? Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. Thanks for being on the show today, Tom. Tom and I have met, and his wife and I have met from our previous lives in, a, in another company. So Tom reached out to me, and I reached out to him and said, hey, how do you fancy being on the show? I'm sure you've got a lot of great tips and advice for our listeners, and we've made it happen. So I'm really pleased. Thanks again for being on the show, Tom. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm Paul. I'm really happy to be here. All right, cool. So for our listeners, once the show's completed, I have it edited, and I go through the show, and I make notes that I post on the website. So that anything we talk about, you can kind of read there and any resources or links or ideas or recommendations, you can go to the show notes, click on the link and boom, you're right there. So go to the website, www.howtomarketyouandyourbusiness.com. All the episodes are there, ways to share on social media. If you find this episode or any of the episodes of use I really hope you can take 30 seconds to click on a button and write us an honest review or rating a review on iTunes. That'd be really cool. And of course, throughout the website and on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, there's a way of just pressing a button and you share the episode on Facebook or LinkedIn or Google Plus or any of those social networks. So I'd appreciate if you could do that as well. So right, Tom, I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself briefly. We'll get dive right into the show questions. And then at the end, you'll be able to wrap up and let people know how to get a hold of you. So over to you, Tom. All right, great. Well, again, thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm really excited that I can kind of give you an overview of where I've been and what I've been doing. I really got started out. I'm a designer. My background is really as a designer and a creative director. And we ran into this company a few years ago that you mentioned. And I saw it as something my wife and I would really get a lot out of. My wife has really seen a lot of amazing experiential things that have happened for her that have been wonderful career-wise, business-wise, just for being a part of this company and learned a lot and made a lot of connections and really naturally expanded her network in, in her community that she hadn't been tapping into. So for her and, and for myself, it's been really wonderful. The reason I was excited to talk with you, and I guess the reason that you reached out was because you found out that I'd written a book. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, and this is a really interesting story is that I got started with this story about 20, 25 years ago. I had the idea for it. And every five years or so, every few years, I'd pull it out and I start working on it. And, you know, just too many things were going on. And I reached a point usually at each of these times where I would try to write the book and I would just give up and walk away and realize it's going to take too much effort until. You know, after we'd been working with this company for a while, and I'd been doing it mostly on the side, I just kept getting little tidbits of information about how to think about doing the things you need to do to be successful. And it just hit me one day that I just have to do this book. I have to get the book done. So I literally just dropped everything and said, for the next 
two, three weeks. I'm just going to focus on this and I'm going to reach out to whoever I have to reach out to, to get it done. So I found all the people that I knew that were authors. A couple of them, I actually just drove over to their houses, laid out what I had in mind and said, just tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'll do anything. Just tell me what I'm doing wrong. Well, the second author I went and sat down with, he just asked me one simple question. He said, who's your character? Is it a boy or a girl or whatever? And to be honest, I hadn't really decided that single thing. And it turned out to be my stumbling block. That was the thing that was keeping me from finishing. And I just said, okay, I'll be back. I'll see you in a week. I got to work on this. Well, that night and the next few days, everything just started to come together. I started wrangling in my parents. I'd get on Skype. They'd hop on their iPad once a day. They'd read through the story. I could listen to them read it. And I got a lot of great feedback. Well, ultimately, for me, what I got out of it was that I realized that this isn't something that you can do alone. So I learned that I have to reach out and to ask people for their help and to let their response and their thoughts help to influence or at least poke holes in the areas that I was failing in. And every time I spoke with people, I would just say, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I want to know the bad things. I don't want to know anything good. I want to know the little things that you think are wrong so I can fix them. Well, it shortcutted my process. It made things much, much faster for me because I was very open to looking at what things I might have been stumbling over that I didn't even realize I was stumbling over. So it was a really great experience. The, the book literally came together over the course of about three or four weeks. From there, I went in and finished the, the publishing and the layout and everything and had the book available, published on Amazon in less than six months. Cool. All right. Well, that's a great story because I always say when I talk about my book, I always say, you know, everybody sings in the shower and thinks they should be on The Voice or an American Idol. And everybody has a book inside of them. And it's very rare that they actually, you know, get down and write it and get it published. So congratulations on that, Tom. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. And I learned a lot from that process. And it took away that fear factor like you have with any business or with any projects you get started with, there's a big fear factor that, can I do this? Can I do this? And going out and asking people to tell me what I might be doing wrong and being open to it was a relief. It was made me feel really open and made me basically gave me the path that I needed to get to where I was going. And I think I can do that more often now in anything that I'm doing. And it's often good to get that kind of feedback from people. It is. And, and just kind of expanding that. So whoever's listening to this show right now, you might be thinking, well, I'm not interested in writing a book, so I'm over this. I'm going to go and do something else. But listen to what Tom shared there. Now, if you're, say, a network marketer or you're a realtor, for example, and you're not having the success you hoped you were going to have, Absolutely. Reach out to people that you know and say, hey, you've probably noticed, kind of tongue in cheek, that I've been doing this network marketing gig for the last two years. Or you may have noticed that I've been a realtor for two years and I'm just not getting the results that I was hoping for. You're a good friend of mine or, or, or I respect your background. I'm using Tom's saying here. 
can you poke some holes in you know what I'm doing? Can you share with me what you think I'm doing wrong? And when you do that, and Tom's explained it here, it is a kind of relief or release. You get it out of your system, and the feedback you get is unbelievably helpful, isn't it? Yeah, it's great because I realized I don't have to be perfect. Right. And we're not. We're just not. And anyone who says that they think that they can do it all by themselves, they're fooling themselves. I think that if it's for other people, you should be getting feedback from other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. That's a brilliant start to the episode of the show. So thank you for that, Tom. So, all right. So as you all know from going to the website and listening to the different episodes that we have, we always start the show with the marketing formula that I learned from Mike Koenigs. And it's super simple. It's very easy. It's I help X do Y even if Z. So I help X, that's your avatar, your target customer, do Y, what do you help them do or achieve or get? And even if Z is the usual kind of objections you hear from them. So I don't have enough time, I don't have the expertise or the background. So my example I always give is I help soccer moms earn an extra 500 to $1,000 per month even if they only have five hours a week available. And we keep it short and simple and sweet like that. So the person listening then says, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more, which is much better than I asked Paul what he does. And we're 20 minutes in here and I'm about to stick the fork in my eye, which will be less painful than what I'm having to hear here. So over to you, Tom, can you take a stab at that formula for us? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think that what we started out with was really this process that I have with launching a book. And I guess what I wanted to do with a book, and I, I mentioned that I wasn't really going to talk about so much business as this experience of writing the book. I guess what I really wanted to do with the book and what I realized the story was is that my passion when I was raising my kids was that I would get home late from work or get home from work and read to my kids to bed for bedtime. And I always had picture books, but there was never any book that would allow me to help them to start transitioning to text-only books because they're chapter books. And we didn't have Diary of a Wimpy Kid back then. Okay. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a book that would help parents go, hey, there's a book that's not doesn't have pictures in it. There's a book that has text, but it's really fun to read. And have a character in there that allows the parents to read it like a real fun, funny version of a a dramatic play or make theater from children's books. So I wanted to help people to really have that experience with their children as they're transitioning into chapter only books and get kids to enjoy that, that process of reading out loud, which a chapter book is not. A chapter book is something that people read to themselves typically. So it's kind of that last ditch effort for parents to be able to read to their children. And the name of the book is Text Line Texture. It's about words. It's about a character called text. So if I've in any way been able to achieve that with anyone, I would be extremely happy from my perspective. If I'm able to help people to have that experience where they can read with their children and read out loud, find voice for the words. It's very, very exciting for me. I really hope that 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 happens. And I've been getting some feedback from some parents who've 
purchased the book and they said they had so much fun with it. And, you know, even if that doesn't really succeed in a lot of ways, there's a real, there's a design component, there's a creativity component to it that I think makes people think differently about the written word on the page and what that can be and what that can mean. I'm hoping that I'm answering your question because I know that the format for me is a, tonight is a little, <laughs> it's a little bit different from what you're accustomed to. But I really believe that the experience of writing this book for me, so many little anecdotes came out of this business that my wife has primarily been working on and that I've been working with her on. And for me, being able to translate that into the experience of completing something that I have been literally wanting to do for 15, 20, 25 years, that the experiences that I got from being involved with that company were very valuable to me being able to complete the story. Okay, so just to kind of bring that into perspective, I've interviewed lots and lots of people in network marketing that are that have worked with one or two or three or different maybe different companies. And sometimes you work with a company and the actual, you know, paycheck at the end of each month might not be that big and it may be something that you're disappointed with. But there's so much other good stuff going on in the background, personal development and networking and growing and getting out of your comfort zone. So what Tom's expressing here is him and his wife have been involved with a network marketing company that's nothing to do with the field that he's in or writing a book, but he's learned so many good things from that profession, from that company, from that training, from that leadership that it's actually inspired him and, and, and poked him in the ribs a little bit and given him the confidence and the background, if you will, to, to achieve the goal of writing the book. Is that, is that a good summary of where you're at? Yeah, Paul, you're very good at summing it up. I, I can really say that you've hit the nail on the head. It, the experience of showing up, learning, and thinking about what we need to do to get motivated to complete something or to do something comes from that industry, and I think it's, it's really great. Okay, cool. So if you're listening to this and you're not in network marketing, you're not in MLM, direct sales, whatever you call it, because you think it's some kind of cult or people are in there or they're nuts and you've got to be in at the beginning, otherwise you're not going to make any money and all the usual objections people have, look at it as a personal development opportunity. You can learn tremendous skills for, again, personal development, motivation, growth, networking, and then, like Tom, you might say, great, that company was about skincare or diet pills or wraps or coffee, whatever, but I'm taking all everything I've learned there and I'm applying it to my chiropractic business, my book writing, my singing career, or whatever it is. So when you get a chance to take a look at a network marketing company, put all the negative stuff out the way and take a look and look at it as an unbelievable real-life training course in marketing, motivation, time management, you name it. Agreed? Agreed. I, if you find a good company, I think you should research the companies that you're thinking of joining and look at their personal development program. And a lot of them are literally a personal development company with a product. Absolutely. Yep. The, yeah. leader, the leader of that company, we'll, we'll just throw it out there, Jeff Olson. I remember him saying, we are a personal development company with a skincare line, correct? Well, they actually happen to, yes, correct. They actually happen to be a personal development company with a really great product that I dropped off with a doctor friend of mine. He just said, wow, this is really great. So all of that together 
spelled out to me a safe company to go in and work with. Right. You know, Absolutely. got a great product. They've got a great personal development program. Get involved and, and go sit down. Just sit there and learn. Sit there and listen time and time again. And eventually you begin to find different. You're looking for something that will motivate you. And they're trying to find ways to get you to think and find something that will motivate you. And funny thing is about a week or two ago, I stumbled upon a quote and I told my wife, I said, wow, this is really, after all this time, I finally found this amazing quote that just really struck a chord with me. And I actually put it on the desktop of my computer and it goes, to be successful, you must decide exactly what you want to accomplish, then resolve to pay the price to get it. And I told my wife, I said, wow, that's after all this time, I finally found the quote that I can really relate to because in my experience that if you want to succeed at something, you have to decide what it is, focus on it, and then resolve to pay the price, which means you've got to drop everything else sometimes and focus on that one thing. And when you can be focused, whether it's a short period of time every day, all day for 16 days in a row, or whatever that period is, or a year, whatever that period is, made perfect sense to me. And for everyone, it's something different. There's a different quote. There's a different way of looking at things. But one of the things that would happen is I'd stop in. I would get refreshed with new information or new thoughts of looking at a business or getting motivated to do something. Well, for me, this quote was really simple, but it resonated and it's been on my wall for the past week. And every time I look at it, it makes me smile. All right, cool. Yeah. And we all have our go-to quotes or our go-to photographs or, or music or whatever it is. And w- whatever you've got, just just use it. You know, it might be sticking on an ACDC uh, song or it might be, you know, picture of a beach. Who knows what it is, but whatever works for you. So yeah, thanks for sharing that quote with us. I'll put that in the show notes, definitely. All right, Tom. So let's talk briefly about a success story, a marketing success story, maybe with marketing the book or helping your wife with her business. What would be a good marketing success story to share with us? I think the, one of the, the first stories that I mentioned was literally that I went to go see a friend of mine who was a doctor. And the simple truth was, I wasn't marketing anything. I was just doing exactly what they said to do, which is just go share something with other people. I didn't know that much about the product at all, but I wanted to find out if he'd take a look at it. And he actually decided to start to join the business. And I didn't have to say that much, to be honest. I let the product do the work. And I think that that was pretty exciting to see. And I think that when my wife saw that, she realized, oh, wow, this is actually pretty interesting that it worked that well. And I think that sometimes trying to get back to the simplicity where you're just literally doing the actions that they recommend that you do and letting the product do the work for you. I found that the more I would talk about it, the less success I'd have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can do the same with marketing a book. If you go on Amazon and you look at Tom's book, you look at my book, there's a little... Uh, you can you can click on it and it says look inside and you can as a potential purchaser of that book you can read a little bit look at the the, the table of contents read a, a chapter so you know if it, if it was a, a physical product like coffee or a shake or something yes get that in their hands and get them to drink it or you know try it on 
But if you're marketing a book, Amazon do a great job to do that with the physical book, Kindle with the electronic book. If you're marketing an audio book, you can have a little excerpt from that to listen to to help you decide whether you want to know more about that book. So if you're a realtor, if you're, if you're a CPA, think of some way of demonstrating your service or your product to people. Like Tom said, share it with them. Share with them what you do. Let them sample it and let the product or the service do most of the work for you. Again, just basic stuff, but we all need reminding of it. What would you say is the biggest setback that you've had when you've been marketing you and your business, Tom? Well, I just wanted to make one comment. I completely agree with you. I, I actually bring the book with me and give it to people to have a quick read. And they look at it and they go, oh, this is great. My grandchild would love My son would love this or my daughter would love this book. My neighbor has a kid or my nephew or whatever. And sometimes people will just go online and they'll buy 10 or 20 copies. And they give them out as gifts because it's not an expensive thing. I mean, right. $10 or $15 for a book that you can give out to people that... It's kind of a nice little gift. So a lot of business people have been picking them up online. And I, I think that as far as the setback story, Paul, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, my wife has been very heavy in this business. And there was a big setback for her where, a, you know, there was a big chunk of people that suddenly disappeared. And she was a bit down for a little while. You know, we weren't very happy about it. But she just resolved herself and decided that, well, let's just go on, you know, we've learned so much or, you know, that there's no point in walking away. This will happen again. It'll happen again faster. And it did. So there's always setbacks in every business, whether you're doing design or whether you're doing some sort of production or you're in sales. I imagine that there are constant setbacks, but you can't let the setbacks stop you. You have to look at the fact that you've learned so much having been through that with a large group of people or a large project, a setback just means you can get back to where you were much quicker, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I had that today in my regular job. I had a really kind of crappy day at work today in my sales job and I had a, a setback. And what I do well is when I get in my car, I literally put the keys in the car and I sit there for maybe 30 seconds. And if I've had good stuff happen that day, I kind of send out to the universe, hey, thank you for that. That was great. I don't know where that deal came from, but I'll take it. Thank you. And I'll also, if I've had a setback like I did today, I'll say, you know what? Big deal. It's over with. I'm going home now. Shut it down. Get rid of it. Start again tomorrow. So I, I make sure within 60 seconds of getting in my car, I've summarized the day and I've given appreciation for the good stuff and I've just cleaned out, flushed out in my mind any setbacks and it's now game face on to have fun with my family or do whatever I'm doing and I never take work home. So that's how I overcome the setbacks at my regular job. That's a great way to look at it, Paul. And you know, you have such great perspective and you have so much experience here. I don't even know where to begin, but you know, I, for me personally, if I can resolve to get up early the next day, and maybe go to the gym or something where I go to bed early and get up early and I can see the sunrise, I know everything's going to be great. Nice. Thanks. That's cool. Yeah, whatever works. If it could be walk the dog, go to the gym, get to the beach, whatever it is, just do something, something different, kind of reboot. All right, cool. So now, Tom, in your marketing now, as you lay your head down on the pillow, if you are thinking about marketing or when you do wake up and go to the gym, what's the biggest marketing challenge that's kind of, worrying on you right now that, that's, that's frustrating you stressing you and you want to do something about it wow well <laughs> we're always struggling with marketing 
And I think that it just reminds me that I have to always set a goal and follow through with that one thing to its completion. And I find that if I jump from one thing to another, to another, to another, without really completing them all, it's very difficult to measure any kind of a result. So for example, I took my book and I started contacting museums. When I was in New York, I went to the Whitney, I went to several different museums when we were in Manhattan, dropped off copies of the book. After the course of about a week or so, I started getting calls from a couple of museums and lo and behold, a couple of museums started carrying the book in their bookstore because they considered it art. And I was really happy to see that. So I got results where I was getting about 20, 30% uptake from my marketing. And I was really happy to see. And I realized if I can put more effort into that one thing, then I'll continue to get results in that direction. The next thing I thought, well, maybe I could reach out to schools. I could reach out to universities. I can reach out to libraries. So for a while I went to libraries and I would meet people at libraries and But that taught me that I needed to put a very concerted effort into that complete process with the libraries. And it wasn't a a quick sale because I would need to go back and maybe do readings and things. I just don't have time for that. All the setup and everything that's involved, not having a a full-time publicist to, to set that up for me, it was too much work. So I just kept looking for new ways. I'm still looking for new ways that I can market the book on my schedule in a time frame and, and get good results from it without having to drive around so much. And so far, it's a bit of a struggle, but I'm going to find it as long as I methodically go through each process and find out until I find the one that works best. And when I do that, then the next book and the next book and the next book after that, I'll have found my audience and my marketing message and where to market to and how to market. And it's a process. And I think if I accept that it is and continue searching for new outlets and new fans for the book, once I find that, I'll be really excited. But people don't appreciate how much work it is to find that. All right. So I'm chomping at the bit here. I'm The creative juices are flowing. Can I give you some feedback? Yeah, yeah, I'm completely open. Just tell me whatever you think. Okay, so so okay, so you started off that that little answer there with whilst I was in New York, Manhattan, I took the book to some museums and then within a week they started calling me. I had about a 20 or 30% uptake on that because they wanted to carry the book because they regarded it as art. Okay? That's got the hair sticking up on the back of my neck because That's a huge opportunity, but what you did, you made the classic mistake. You kind of thought, okay, well, they're interested, cool. Let me now go and see if schools might be interested, or let me now go and see if, I think you mentioned a couple more different places. So you've kind of got that one in the background. Okay, well, they've got a couple of good museums there. That's cool. Let's go on another, off on another tangent. So let's reverse that and go back and say, I have, maybe it's only two, I have two museums in New York that carry my book because they regard this book as art. That is huge. So I would suggest now is you go to forget the schools, forget the other things, continue to go to museums you know, in Southern California 
and say, here's my book. It is in this museum. It is in that museum. And the reason why is it's a good book, but they look at this as art. How many copies do you want in your store right now? And they're going to see that and go, oh, my God, if New York museums are carrying this book, we're having it. See where I'm going with that? Yeah, I, I, I think that it, you're kind of accurate on there. I actually had more museums that were carrying it, not in New York. Okay. All the museums that I had reached out to, I did go to New York. I did speak with some people at, at the museums. It, okay. I think you're right. I need to continue going along that, that path. But you're right. I got sidetracked. Mm-hmm. I didn't continue following that, that path. I think sometimes it's like following a vein of gold. Right. Maybe I needed to find an expert to help me figure out where that path can be the most fruitful. How many, how, many, how many museums have the book now? Two. The Aspen Museum and then a museum in Orange County. Perfect. So just go and find another one. Go and find it. So now it's three. Then it'll be four. Then it'll be six. Right. And then when you're speaking somewhere or at a bookstore, you can say, yeah, this is my book. And it's, it's in six different museums. And people are going to go, man, this, this is a... And again, I'm looking at this maybe too basic. This is a book I would read to my kids at bedtime, but it's in museums. It's regarded as art. I'm having one of those. I, I got to get my hands on that. And so just continue to grow that. Like the saying says, an inch wide and a mile deep. Have the goal of getting this book into 250 museums across the country. Yeah. And that'll you know, that momentum will start building and building and building and it'll take off and you'll crush it with it doing it that way. That's great advice, Paul. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to refocus. I really appreciate the feedback. And like I said, sometimes I just need someone to just tell me, hey, wake up, go that way. I need, I need direction. Sometimes. Right. That's why we're here. We're here to help. So, all right, Tom, I'm just going to pay a few bills if you don't mind. Just let people know about a product or a service that I market. Is that okay? That's great. And thank you so much, Paul. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and You've been very helpful too. All right. Well, we're going to come back, but we're not finished. I'm just going to interject a little bit. So people listening to the the podcast right now, our subscribers, our listeners, first of all, thank you for listening in. Because you're listening to a podcast, you're obviously comfortable on a smartphone or a laptop or your computer. And that tells me that you probably do a lot of shopping online as well. You buy stuff online, maybe you book your vacations online, rent cars, hotel rooms, take advantage of Groupon deals or living social deals, all those good things. Here's a website I want you to go to. It's free. You don't have to get a credit card out, nothing crazy like that. Just go to www.myownmoneybank.com. Right in the middle of the website, when it opens up, there is a green button that says get started for free. Click on that, put in your email address, make up a password And then go shopping online where you're always going to go anyway. So if you were thinking of buying something today on Target.com, go to this website first, click on Target.com, and as a VIP customer, you're going to get 7% of your own money back at the end of the transaction. So you end up on the normal website, you buy what you were going to buy, you pay the exact same price you were going to pay, But because of the agreements that we have with all the major retailers, I think there's about 6,000 stores where you have deals with, you're going to get some of your own money back at the end of the transaction. So www.myownmoneyback.com. Go try it for free. And once you've shopped a couple of times using it, there's no other way to shop online. It's fantastic. Okay, Tom, thanks for your patience there. So we're going to go straight into the six-pack round. We're going to have six quick questions, six quick answers. And all the answers, if you're referring to things like the book or a marketing tool, that all those links will be on the show notes at how to market 
www.mikeyouandyourbusiness.com. So are you ready, Tom? Yep, go ahead. All right, here we go. What's the best book you've read? My favorite book of all time was probably The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead? Okay, tell us all about it. I've never heard of it. Oh, Anne Rand's uh, Fountainhead. It's a story of an architect who, against all odds, found success in doing his things his way. It's kind of contrary to what I was telling you. We were reaching out, trying to get feedback from, from everybody. Mm-hmm. But it was it had a really strong influence on me. It, it taught me that, you know, you can be self-reliant and you go out there and stick to your guns. But I think what I've also learned over the years is you got to go out and get feedback from people as well. But don't let it stop you from literally trying to fulfill what you really, you know, your destiny or just go for what you really want to accomplish. Okay, beautiful. That sounds like a great book. I'll, I'll definitely check it out myself. So when it comes to marketing you and your business, Tom, what, what's the best tool you're using now that's helping? The phone. <laughs> the phone. All right. I know a little bit about that. Go on, share with us how you're using the phone. I, I make a list of, for example, I, I, in the past, I've made lists of the museums or the schools that I want to reach out to and, and just get on and start dialing and, and start getting feedback from people. And I think you just have to look at it in terms of numbers and be really open to rejection, but also be persistent. And, uh, you know, I think if you just set a, a certain period of time and say, I'm willing to do this for half an hour, an hour a day, then it lets you off the hook because there's a buzzer at the end of that hour or the half an hour and says, I only have to do it, you know, like I'm in the gym, you know, or whatever. And then you have a, a list on the desk and you go, hey, I'm going to I'm going to check that one off and that one off. And hopefully I have more checks than X's at the at the end of the, you know, the end of the one hour and see how we do again, you know, the next day or the next week that I get into it again. Okay, perfect. And I, I do that in my regular job. We get leads, old leads, if you will, to call and the guy walks around once a day and pops 20 or 30 on your desk and you look at that and you're like, oh God, do I really want to reach out now and call those people because there's going to be a bunch of rejection in there. But I, I analyze it and literally on every page, there's maybe 20, maybe 20 leads on a page and statistically, every time I call one page of people, there's at least one deal come out of it. So I look at it, and I don't want to do it. And then I go, hold on a minute. I'm a pro. I've been doing this for eight years. Pick the damn phone up, and I call. And there's always a, always a good outcome at the end. Might not be the first call of the day, but somewhere in there, something will you know, jump out and be a deal for me. So yeah, good, good stuff that time. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the phone there. Great job. Okay, so best advice, best marketing advice, best business advice. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Yeah, I think you need to find somebody that you can go to once in a while and ask them to just give you honest advice. I think that one of the things we we get caught in the trap often of sitting there wondering, you know, why am I not getting this done? But I think we have to kind of go sometimes and ask, what am I doing wrong? What can I do to do this better? Um, And I think be open. So if you can find somebody that will be honest with you and you can take that and use whatever they're telling you as the direction for the first thing you need to do, that can really help you a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. All right. So the best marketing event or the best business event or motivational event you've ever attended might be the same, might be all three in one. Who knows? (laughs) Wow. I'm 
Jeez. I recently went to an event in Los Angeles that was a, a design-related event. And it was great because I was able to reconnect with all the people that I'd known from the industry for the past 20 years or 15, 20 years. And that was very exciting for me to see. And it was exciting for me to see the people that were being getting awards and the people that were getting accolades for the work that they'd been doing. And it was kind of funny to find that not a lot had changed, even though a lot had changed. Right. It was great. It was refreshing. And I walked away feeling reconnected. And I think that it's like that with almost any kind of good event. Mm-hmm. You show up, you connect, you kind of get refreshed. You begin to see that, yeah, you know, I get it. And you start to see the familiar faces that are there. I think that it's, you have to go to events. I think you have to show up in person. My son is a YouTuber. Okay. And he just went to VidCon a week ago in Orange County in uh, Anaheim. And he loved it. He had a really, really great time. And he came out of it having met all these famous YouTubers and talked and was able to talk with them. And for him, he came back with, a real good sense of what he wants to do next. And that's what a good conference should do. That's what a a good event should do. It should just kind of relight the fire again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, cool. All right. So next one is best thing about what you do. What do you like most about what you do? I love being creative. I like being able to create a problem solve. I work a lot on the technical side of things which is not very exciting for a lot of people, but I like problem solving and uh, do a lot of uh, visual design work and work on computers as well for, you know, for web and things like that. So I'm not sure how many of your listeners are in that area, but I like creative problem solving on a daily basis. I think that's like almost any job has a level of, of creative problem solving, except I've got like, 100% 100% problem solving. <laughs> All right. Well, you've obviously found your passion there. That's cool. What's the craziest business idea you've ever had? Wow. That's a, that's a really good question. I've always had business ideas. You know, when I, was, when I was a kid, I have three brothers. So, you know, we always talked about that we're all going to start a hardware store together, you know, or, you know, we always wanted to start some kind of business. I always had a lawn mowing business when I was a kid or, but I, I always had some sort of a, of a business idea. I don't know what the craziest business idea was. I worked in, in apps for a while. I don't know. I, I don't know the crazy. Maybe they're all crazy. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, that, that's good. As long as you recognize that, that's cool. All right. So I'm going to wrap this show up today. So I want to, to first of all, thank you for being on the show. We've, uh, it's been an interesting one because we've, we've kind of been a little bit more deeper than normal and, and gotten some good ideas here and, and grabbed them by the scruff of the neck, which is good. And, and you've been honest and open with your setbacks and your lessons learned. So thank you for that. Our listeners, you know, Tom's obviously got a great book here. Most of our listeners will have kids and spend some time at the end of the night before putting them to bed and reading to them. And and I know my kids, when they get a book they love, it's every bloody night they want to read the same book and they they really get into it. So I'm going to give Tom the opportunity to share with us again the the title of his book, where you can get it, how you can reach out to him. So over to you, Tom, please. Yeah, the book is called Text Line Texture, and it's on Amazon. My name is Thomas Hallgren, and it's text, line, texture, three words, and it's the really fun little story about a character named Text who thinks that he can do anything, or he or she can do anything in the world because Text can 
can express anything until text runs into a character named line and line won't let text use part of the page. And as a result, text gets a bit frustrated and starts filling the page with text and line fills text in and says, Hey, you know, you've just created text here. So they end up becoming friends and, you know, been getting wonderful feedback on the book. A portion of the proceeds go to the BBBS, the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Orange County. Great organization. So, but if you were looking for the book on Amazon.com, text, line, texture. Great. Thank you very much. Um, and again, thank you so much, Tom. And I'm definitely going to get the book for my kids. Looking forward to reading it. And as always, to our listeners, hope today's episode helped. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Okay, so there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.